The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Now, there was a very interesting piece in the Sunday Times last week which <coughs> suggested that more than half of the people who are going greyhound racing are involved in the sport, either as owners, trainers or bookmakers, or have received free <coughs> tickets. And at the same time, the numbers going to the actual tracks are falling quite dramatically by comparison with pre-COVID times. Well, we're joined now by the Chief Executive of Greyhound Racing Ireland, Dervla O'Brien. Uh, hello to you, Dervla. Uh, what's, what's the point in greyhound racing if nobody's going other than the people who were involved in the sport? Oh, listen, that's simply not true. And it's a misrepresentation, really. Um, you know, this year we will do 70% of 2019 figures, which is roughly, which is really the last full year of operation. So in 2019, we did uh, 462,000. So we estimate we'll do 362,000 this year. And we're well on track to do that. I mean, I think it's fair enough to say in 2021 and 2020 that the majority of those attending were, you know, owners or trainers. But that was because racing was behind closed doors. Um, and most people viewed it online. So it's, that, it's not necessarily true to say that at all. But hold on, the figures in the Sunday Times have for the first five months of this year that just 75,000 people attended the races, nearly 36,000 of those were owners and trainers. And there were 1,240 bookmakers, there was over 1,000 complimentary tickets. That's more than half of the numbers who went there. Yeah, well, firstly, just to say, we only started back racing properly in February. So you're talking about the first four months of the year. 1,000 complimentary tickets. Um, Not quite simply complimentary tickets that can come from sponsors contributing to the sport who who use um, their sponsorship to entertain people as well Um, it's also not fair to view figures you know in May when most of our racing and really our big events are in the latter half of the year we haven't even begun I mean the Derby is yet to happen the Greyhound Laurels the St Ledger the Winter Racing Festival all that is yet to come so we're happy that we're going to do about 70% of 2019 but why just 70%? And anyway, isn't there a long-term decline in the numbers going? That If no. you go back from the start of the century, the numbers who go to live greyhound racing is falling every year. Look, I think it's fair to say that a lot of sport, not just greyhound racing, are having challenges with in-person attendances. But it's not true to say that it's, it, it's dying as such. You know, sport has been consumed in many different ways, not just through live attendances. I mean, we have, 19 races aired weekly on TV to Racing Post Greyhound TV. And there can be up to 20,000 viewing the larger races via that medium. We also have SIS streaming as well internationally. And during the pandemic, most people viewed racing online. So, yes, you know, behaviour is changing. Um, But we do need to rebuild attendances, no more than lots of other sporting organisations and indeed businesses. So, um, no, it's by no means dying. It's a sport coming out of really extraordinary times. Well, Dervla, you mentioned those who are watching on international streaming services and they're only watching because it facilitates their gambling. There are, there are three major issues that I can see with greyhound racing at present that it has sure. to answer for. You've got nearly 18 million quid going from the Department of Agriculture's Horse and Greyhound Fund. A lot of people would say that that's state money that could be much better spent. 
you have a lot of animal rights issues mm-hmm. that have been highlighted in recent years as to what happens to greyhounds who are not fast enough to race or who are too old to race. And then you have, and this feeds into the streaming, enormous issues with gambling. Why should the government be supporting an industry which seems only to exist to facilitate gambling? Well, firstly, can I say we absolutely acknowledge that the support given to us uh, by the taxpayer is very, very welcome. But it also represents excellent value for money. In what way? Um, well, it does provide a considerable return on investment when you view it in a macroeconomic basis. In 2021, we issued a report which had been compiled by Jim Power. Um, and that looked at the only the last previous full year of operations, which was 2019. And that demonstrated that, you know, there was a net contribution to the Irish economy of 132.3 million. Um, and they supported 4,150 full-time and part-time jobs. So it's not quite that simple. So hold addition, on. where does this 132 million come from? I mean, how is that figure reached? What does it mean? Well, it means that, you know, uh, it, 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 there are spin-off industries. Um, you know, Stadia operate in rural communities. Um, and in addition to the economic benefit, I mean, there's also the community benefit. On, on a typical normal year of operations, you know, Greyhound Racing would raise circa eight million or so for good causes. I mean, just recently we had the Conan and Kirby Cup, and we raised twenty thousand for local GA clubs. That's constant, and that's grassroots engagement. You know, so it, and it's not just you know an, an, an economic benefit; it's a society benefit as well. It's it's very valuable rural amenity. Which seems to be less and less popular, given the numbers quoted by the Sunday Times, which I know you dispute. But it is facilitating gambling. Why should the state be putting, investing money in an industry which seems mainly to exist for the benefit of the bookmakers? I don't believe that it exists mainly for the benefit of the bookmakers, but we can't deny the fact that, um, you know, a lot of people internationally love Irish greyhound racing. And it's as Irish as... Sorry, would they have further. any interest in the greyhound racing if they weren't play, placing bets on the outcome? Well, well at that, on that basis, you could say that about a lot of sports. Should we ban all gambling on all sports? You know, that's not really a reasonable argument. I'm not, I didn't suggest that, but what I did suggest is that the government should not be investing money in a sport which is but there it, to facilitate gambling. But the, primary, the primary reason for investing in the sport is not for gambling. As I demonstrated, it also gives a very solid net economic return but in addition we are the regulator of the sport so you know 3.6 million of that is used directly on care and welfare initiatives I mean we've made considerable strides in the last number of years in this arena as was demonstrated at the Agricultural Committee six weeks ago where we were commended for the strides and developments we have made in this area I mean now is it coming off a low base wasn't it? Because you had major issues with up to 6,000 greyhounds being killed in a year. Many have been exported to other countries and you didn't know what might happen to them, particularly those that were sent to China. I mean, these are greyhounds that were being bred specifically for your sport. So why should you actually then get commendation and cheers for actually doing something about making sure that specifically bred dogs are actually treated properly? Um. No, I'm not suggesting that we should, but you still, you know, it must also be recognised that racing greyhounds, as a result of the initiatives on traceability and welfare and care that we, that we have implemented in the last number of years, racing greyhounds are now the most tracked animal on the island of Ireland, apart from cattle. We know we track them exactly from birth 
through all major life changes, life changes through a change of location, retirement, end of life. In 2019, to be fair, we did not have that data to hand. We do now. And that data and information is feeding our welfare inspections and our welfare and care programmes. So I, I, I don't think it's fair. I mean, 2019 figures, I don't know where they were pulled from. And certainly the, the information wasn't solid enough to refute it adequately, but it really was a misrepresentation of the facts. Okay, as I said, you're getting nearly 18 million, 17.6 million from the state this year. If the state was to withdraw that money, not an immediately in one go, but if it was to start reducing it on an annual basis, would the industry survive? Um, we would have to evolve. Absolutely. Of course, we, we, you know, and as, as a regulator, we need that in order to ensure that we maintain the highest standards of welfare and care. So you could do, you could find a way to survive without the money, could you? <laughs> Matt, you know, it would be remiss of us not to be always trying to evolve and look at creative ways of maintaining and sustaining ourselves into the future as any sporting or organisation would do. But what if it gets to the stage where you have very few people actually attending at race meetings unless they're directly involved with the industry? I mean, what future is there in that? Well, Matt, you know, we shouldn't give up and die. This is, this is a really valuable industry. And yes, we need to rebuild attendances, you know, like lots of other organisations, we need to rebuild attendances. But it doesn't mean that it's, it's a sport that should be forgotten about. It's as, it's as Irish and as Gaelic as GAA. OK, we'll leave it there. Dervlo O'Brien, Chief Executive of Greyhound Racing Ireland. Thank you very much for being with us here on The Last Word of Today FM. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.